0: to the train effective podcast i know it's been a few weeks that we haven't had a podcast i apologize for that um but listen no more we are back and uh i hope you all are well hope everybody is listening as well spotify youtube everywhere you're listening hope you guys are well um and it's just gonna be me today we're gonna get right into it i'm your host hashir i um, the community manager at Train Effective, and yeah, let's just get right into it, because I don't want to waste time with this one, yeah, I really don't, because I know this is probably a question um, on social media, on just anywhere, DMs everywhere, we get asked a lot, and you might have had this question in the past as well, um, even in our Discord, which you can join below, we've had this question a lot, and it's how to analyze matches, and more importantly, how to analyze matches if, um, there are a few benefits to analyzing matches, which are, uh, I mean, if you're watching the podcast or in the description, but if you want to improve your like positional awareness, you want to get better tactical knowledge, just improve your overall game, um, I think analyzing matches is a massive, massive thing you can do all by yourself. And um, the thing with this is, I want to give some background um, how and why this is important and relate it back to my story. Uh, personally, uh, I didn't start playing until, what, 13 years old, 14 years old? That's about, like, the first time I ever kicked a ball. Um, and at that age, like, I was obviously behind. I had to I had to catch up tactically, clearly. <laughs> I had to catch up technically, clearly. Um, and even on the physical aspect of it, I probably had to catch up. I needed to get, like, football strength and functional strength and all those things. So... Tactical knowledge isn't one of the things you think about right away when you're when you start playing any sport, really, um, especially with like football, soccer, because like you just want to be able to like curve the ball into the top corner. And so I started playing late. Um, I first focus on like technical stuff, obviously, and I really quickly realized like, OK, positioning, awareness, vision. Uh, reading the game. That's a big one. All these things are really important. And even when I joined a club team, travel team, whatever you want to call it, at that age, they weren't really teaching me or teaching too much anyone actually about like tactics and positioning. And you'd get a few pointers here and there, but nothing really substantial. So at that point, you have to take it upon yourself to learn these things or else you're just going to get even more left behind so that's where I, that's where and how I started analyzing games and doing all this stuff. So um, that's kind of the backstory of it. Uh, let's get like right into the the like nitty gritty and everything. I actually first analyzed matches and got this from uh, Nick at Train Effective because reading the blog, reading his blog, because there's actual there's actually a blog, um, and he would write notes on what players would do well, what they wouldn't do well, all these things, um, and essentially would tell people how like matches are meant to be analyzed. And now there's loads of videos on YouTube on how to analyze matches, but you're right in front of us. You're right here. I want to give you my take and my perspective and even a little bit of a cheat code on how to analyze. So essentially what I would do, and then you can relate it back to yourself, is I would pick a player that played my position, that would also have similar attributes to me. I'm not saying we're on the same level technically, because obviously they were professionals. I was not, but similar attributes. So for me, I played usually like the number 10. I would sometimes be on the wing, central midfield, kind of those three, mostly like number 10, number 8, around there. So I analyzed somebody from my favorite team, Arsenal. I analyzed Mesut in his prime, and this was like the uh, mid-2010s, 2015-16, around there. Uh, He was absolutely just, like, unplayable, had, like, almost 20 assists at Christmas. It was crazy, and the reason I picked Ozil, I also picked David Silva to analyze a lot, is because they weren't super fast, yeah? They were quick, but they weren't, like, the fastest players like a lot of... um, like some other players you might see, like Cristiano Ronaldo in his prime, or lots of wingers, um, they weren't the fastest, they weren't the strongest, or the most physical players either. So that was one of my sticking points essentially uh, when I was playing. Is I wasn't it, I wasn't strong, and I wasn't like I wasn't aggressive either. You know, I wasn't really going into challenges hard. My thing was more like on the ball, what I can do, and stuff. So I picked those two Analyze for that reason. Um, they also had good passing. I also had good passing. They had good vision, and I had decent vision, mainly because I like to pass the ball a lot. Um, I like to get like assists and stuff like that. So I wanted to frame my game after those two. I would watch Ozil's 90-minute matches against other teams, usually Premier League teams, um, some Champions League games. But what I would do is I would go on these sites to find, uh, like, a match where ozo played well i would check um who scored i would check who scored.com and i would see his ratings for each game usually i knew which games he played well and which he didn't but i would check which games he rated the highest he ranked the highest like uh, a 7.5 or above or 7 and above then i would watch that game uh the full 90 minute game on whatever website and i would take pen and paper not on your phone not on your laptop take pen and paper and i would write notes on him for like the whole match and what i would write down is the following stuff positionally where is he positioned on the pitch if he started the game as a number 10 where is he positioned is he roaming is he sticking to one spot um or one general area Um, where is he in relation to other players? That's one thing I'll write down. Another thing I'd write down is when does he pass versus dribble? That's a big one because a lot of players you guys probably have seen or played with players that are always seeming to dribble, even when it might not be the best time to dribble. Um, maybe taking on like four players at once when you can easily lay it off. Who knows? Um, I'll write that down. Another big thing, a really big thing, I would always write down, is in any crucial moment when he would scan. So scanning, guys, is just checking your shoulders. Yeah, this was absolutely crucial to me. I would always write down when players were scanning. So I was writing it down a lot because they always do this. But for example, if he was in I don't know central midfield and like the fin- maybe the thir- final third of the pitch, and he's, he's his back is. To goal, and he's just backpedaling, and the ball comes to him, and he just plays it one touch to his right or just to his left, and he scans before doing that. I would write that down. I'd write that down because I know in games, in training, that's a weak point for me. Because with my back to goal, when I don't know what's behind me, I would sometimes struggle. And I would see, I was like, okay, what he does is scan, look. Just simple. It seems simple. He scans before he receives the ball and then he'll play the pass. So I'll write this down. And the key thing with writing down, why I say to write it down rather than type it, is we memorize things better when we write them out. We're more likely to retrieve them from our memory when we write them down. Um, The reason I know know this is because I kind of study learning and psychology. So I have to know this. (laughs) Um, And that's why it's better to write things down. The other reason with writing down is once you get in the habit of writing things down over and over and over again, not just during one game you're analyzing, but over multiple games, over multiple days, weeks, months, you start seeing patterns. You start seeing things uh, in your analysis that's most common. So, for example, for me, scanning was a big one. and. Another big one was actually the amount of times players would play one one touch and two touch. That was a big one as well. But the big one was the scanning. Um, a lot of the key decisions, the key moments in the game, happen because the players, like players would scan, check their shoulders, get into space. Or scan, check their shoulders, play a quick pass, or make a good turn, whatever it might be. So that's why I say to write these things down. You'll see patterns. You'll memorize them better. You'll be able to retrieve them better. Your brain encodes it better. Your brain is actually more active, more regions of your brain um, neurally uh, simplified. More regions of your brain are active when you're writing things down versus typing. This has been studied. It's like it's all out there. I'm not the one who discovered this information. I'm just kind of communicating it to you. So that's what you want to do um, in terms of analyzing matches effectively. Uh, What I would also say is if you want to implement these things, some of them might come natural because if you're writing it down a lot, you're going to be more conscious of it during team training and matches. But the other thing I would say is before team training, have a look at your notes and pick one or two things or pick a couple of things that you'd like to implement right away. So one thing that I always suggest for everybody is the scanning bit. Um... And yeah, it's totally about a thunderstorm outside. So if there's rumble, I apologize. Um, but what I recommend is scanning for everybody. Have a look at your notes before team training. Pick one or two thing things. Pick the scanning. Pick the scanning, and maybe pick one other aspect. I don't know. Just um, getting into position, finding open position to cross, getting into position to cross, whatever. Um, and I have a question from the YouTube comments for Spotify listeners. Do you throw away the notes ever? Uh, No, I don't throw them away. I actually still have them. Oh, in a future podcast, I'll pull them up and I'll show you guys what I wrote. Um, They're somewhere around here, but I will get those for you. That'll be really interesting. Um, So that's what you want to do. And then I wouldn't suggest implementing absolutely everything that you've wrote down all at once because that'll be really difficult. But just pick one or two things, slowly implement them, and just go from there. That's how you'll progress. And yeah, guys, that's actually, that's literally most of what analyzing matches is. Uh, The more you do it, the more you'll implement it in games, the more experience you'll get. This is basically, literally how I had to learn how to, like, analyze the game, how to read the game. Reading the game is an important one. Um, This is how I learned how to, like, have good positioning, all this stuff in matches, uh, for a lot a lot of you people like that don't have like aren't in high level teams or aren't playing in academies or don't have that resource, there's a bunch of stuff on the train effective app in our mentality learn tab where with lots of videos with tactical knowledge that actually when I used to analyze matches, there were only a couple of these videos. Now there's a whole lot. So take advantage of those. But if not those, hop on YouTube, just there's loads of content on there. You can DM us, DM Train Effective, DM me. My DMs are always open. They're in the YouTube and Spotify descriptions. And I can help you analyze matches as well if you need. And yeah, doing this essentially made me a competent player. I think if I had never analyzed matches or took the time to improve the skill, uh, I would have really, really like probably always like stayed at like a recreational level or something. Um, I never played at the absolute highest level. I'm not saying that, but I think where I did play, uh, I did have to be at a certain tactical knowledge, tactical level to be there. So with that being said, everybody, I appreciate you all tuning in. I know this isn't one of the longer podcasts, um, but I wanted to make it quick to the point and just super, super, super valuable for you all. I know you're probably training really freaking hard right now, um, putting in lots of hours, gym, on the pitch, wherever I want to give you a little reminder, um, because we don't always remind ourselves when we're in the grind, in the hustle, that, listen, I can see it from afar, we all see it, you're doing well, I'm proud of you, keep it up, keep, just keep your mental in check, give yourself some love, like, give yourself some, like, a self-care day or something, or if you guys do that type of stuff, like, make sure to still enjoy things as well, enjoy the process, enjoy the journey, enjoy the ride, Uh, keep grinding, and keep training. Again, Spotify listeners, uh, if you have any questions, feel free to just ask them um, in the DMs or YouTube. Guys, comment below, leave us a comment. We can easily answer those right there. And uh, follow Train Effective Instagram, TikTok. All that stuff is below. You guys know what to do. There's like like one and a half million of you following us on TikTok, so we appreciate that. Um, and yeah, other than that, stay effective. We'll see you guys next time. All the best.